It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We've got a hell of a show for you today, folks. We've got the winner of the World 100, Hudson O'Neill, is going to join us today on the show about 12.20. So it's going to be a really good show. We've got a lot of sound to run. We've also got Chase Rodman, Trenton Berry. We've got sound bites from Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones. We've got a lot going on today, Kirk. We had a lot of big races over the weekend. Yeah. Lots to talk about here, man. We had uh, the World 100, as you just pointed out. That's uh, Dirt Late Model's biggest race. We had uh, the Gold Cup out at Chico, California, Silver Dollar Corey Speedway. Day picking up his first win yep. with the World of Outlaws. And IMCA Super Nationals at Boone. Tim Ward coming up with the win mm-hmm. in the Modified Division. Lots of action up there. And, of course, uh, you and I were out at Kansas Speedway yesterday for the big uh, NASCAR Cup Series race. Kirk, um, unfortunately, the Tuscarora 50 has been postponed. That was the bummer of the weekend. That was the bummer of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Rain intervened. You know, Thursday night got rained out. They got the show in Friday night at Port Royal Speedway. Mm-hmm. But when Saturday rolled around... Looked like they got a lot of the qualifying in before Mother Nature put a stop to it. And it must have rained a lot because they put out a notice after it was rained out on Saturday night thinking, we're going to try on Sunday, but we'll make a decision at 8 o'clock Sunday morning. And when you see a message like that, you're thinking that they don't feel very good about it. They don't feel very good about it. And so when Sunday morning rolled around, we got the note that uh, the Tuscarora 50 has been postponed and a date has yet not to be been determined. What, when do you think they'll, they'll run that date, Kirk? I don't know that, you know, that they're limited on what's left in the season. We're already into the middle part of September here. Mm-hmm. And Port Royal hosts the World of Outlaws the second weekend in October. You've got the National Open at Williams Grove ahead of that. Uh, you're limited on the dates that you can run this event. I suppose if you had to, you could run it into November. You know, they run a lot of sprint car races early in the year in March out at Pennsylvania, so I suppose you could uh, head into November if you had to, but I have no idea when they're going to try to run it. $56,000 to win, so uh, you got one night of racing to get in. Uh, Maybe a midweek date? If they had to, what about maybe setting a date before the uh, the World of Outlaws weekend in October? Maybe is that an option? I don't know. I don't They're know. Limited on what what dates they can use as a makeup. For it's going to be tough to figure out a date for that. I race. think so, but yeah. I, you know, I think they will try to figure out how to run this event. But the biggest. Uh, uh, unfortunate situation about this the tuscarora 50 is part of their fair week at the port royal speedway they get that's a fairgrounds they've mm-hmm. got a big fair that goes on the week 
That opens up with the Labor Day Classic daytime show on Monday. And then they got a full week of activity. So the fair is part of this event. And the fair is over now. So right. wherever they're going to try to put it in is not going to be as good as what the original date would have been. Kirk, um, yesterday we, we spent some time out at um, Kansas Speedway for the cup race. Yeah, man, and, what a finish. And that was a heck of a finish at the end of that race. Um, Denny Hamlin ended up running third. And, and how about Eric Jones in the 43 car? That was a great run for that team. Yeah, Hamlin was second behind Tyler Reddick. I said second. I thought you said third. I, I thought I said second. Did anyway. I say second? I did say second. But you would agree that I Hamlin. I said second. Yeah. But, but you would agree that Hamlin would have won easily had that last yellow flag not come out. He had it won. Yeah, I – I was taking. I've got more pictures of Hamlin because he just was. I was out there on on pit road, you know, taking pictures there in turn one or yeah, turn one, and I've got more pictures of Hamlin than anybody because I it looked like he was going to win. I was like, well, I'll I'll overload. I'll get a couple really good shots of Hamlin, and right. I literally only got four or five good shots of of Tyler Reddick. I've got great ones from the victory lane but <laughs> on the track i i like you said he wasn't a factor until there towards the end i mean you know he was in that little group as they were messing around but yeah, yeah. i mean i i honestly and and true x out early that was crazy the first car out of the the race i used his pit stall to shoot most of my photos from <laughs> Man, that, that, he ended up running 36th that is an absolute killer for true x he was the regular season champion at all those playoff points and here we are, the second race of the year, and he's on the outside of the cut line right now. And he was the leader of the round when we headed in. So you don't get many mulligans here. No, Martin Truex Jr. is seven points arrears with one race to go to make the round of 12. That's a, that's a pretty bitter pill to swallow if you're Truex. I, I'm more impressed with, and we know that the, the Petty team is underfunded. And to see Eric Jones carry that 43 car up there towards the front of that race, that was a that was a, a, a great finish for them. It was. He yeah. was running up the top five most of the day yeah. for Legacy Motor Club. He had a top 10 finish at the Southern 500 the week before, a place where he's won two Southern 500s over the last few years. Then he comes to Kansas Speedway and has a pretty solid run all day long. Two, one of three cars that took two tires at the end, there on that last restart, but he still came out of it with a third-place finish. Well, I was pretty disappointed in Christopher Bell. He ended up running eighth last night. More trouble in the pit area. Yeah. He had a couple of bad – one bad pit stop that really cost him. Right, no you doubt. You just can't make mistakes. You know, and there was a moment – a lot of them right now. There was a moment there where I thought Brad Keselowski was going to win that race. He had a strong car. He had a very strong day. car. And he, he ended up running ninth. Yeah. Right. But that last restart, uh, Chris Busher is the one that brought out that last yellow flag. And, uh, you know, three guys took two tires. I think Bush and uh, Jones was one of them that took uh, two tires at the end. There were three cars total. Everybody else took four tires. So on the choose line, when they were choosing up, you know, whether you go inside or outside, uh, Denny Hamlin chose the outside. Tyler Reddick was on the inside of row three. And for some reason, Hamlin didn't get a good jump on that restart. 
He said afterwards he was maybe worried about what Kyle Larson was going to do. In the meantime, Tyler Reddick just mashed the throttle. He made a move to the outside, but that move to the inside coming off turn four for the white flag is what won it for him. Got down onto the apron, down on the trioval, and was able to get out in front and win the race. That was a pretty bold move uh, that Tyler Reddick made, but he made it stick and comes out of there with a big win. Kirk, you got some sound? Let's hear from Tyler Reddick. At first, he... Uh, he couldn't answer the question, how did he do it? It's all a blur to me until he saw some video there in the press conference. Bob Pockrass, reporter, showed him a video there as he was sitting up on the podium. They had to take a look at it before he could comment about it. But here's uh, his description of how he's able to win that race. I made that move, um, I guess, unsuccessfully earlier in the race against Kyle and, and Chase, but... Yeah, like the, the fire off, you know. I was worried Daniel wasn't going to get a great launch, but, but he did, and Joey pushed well. And I think I got a little help from behind me, too. They got me going because I kind of mistimed it. But uh, Joey started messing with, with Daniel, and I just, just found a hole up a lane and, and took it. And we had four tires, and the cars I was racing around at that point were on two, and then Daniel was on no tires. So it just, just worked out. That's the third time in the last four races that the number 45 car from 2311 and the Toyota has won at Kansas Speedway. Right. Whatever they got going on over there at 2311, it's working. Maybe the biggest story of the day was Kyle Larson getting in to chase Elliott on pit road. Chase was not too happy. And he, in fact, he went up to his window and, and kind of gave him a little lip service there at the end of the race. And that happened right at uh, for the overtime restart. They all came in for tires and pits. That's when that occurred. But it looked like Keselowski kind of squeezed Larson up into uh, Chase Elliott there. And Larson said as much. He certainly didn't do it on purpose, but that didn't seem to please uh, Chase Elliott. He, uh, right after that, he ran, you know, kind of bumped old Kyle's car right there and he, right he, wasn't, he wasn't very he, happy he, he about He wasn't it. too happy. No. No so doubt about it. So I'm sure uh, some discussions there. Teammates going after it there. So And Chase, Chase Elliott is frustrated. He had to sit out seven weeks, six weeks suspension, and another, another, or six weeks due to a, a snowboarding injury, and another week due to a suspension. And he's not won a race all season, didn't make the playoffs. So a lot of frustration for Chase Elliott there. And he had a car that was capable of winning the race. And he ended up running sixth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's hear from Denny Hamlin, get his version on. Uh, he had the race won and uh, his version of that it, it, restart at Kirk, the end. Kirk, of, he didn't have the race won. He, he lost. No, 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 no. I'm saying he had the race won before the yellow flag came out. Right. If the yellow doesn't come out, Denny Hamlin is cruising to victory. You would agree with that. Right. So the yellow flag came out, and on the restart, here's Denny Hamlin's version of what happened there. Um, I, I didn't need anything. The car was there. Everything was there that we needed to, to win the race. Um, just uh, the five lagging back on us really hurt. Um, you know, he was trying to, you know, it's super advantageous to lag back if you can get away with it. And just, it just seems like the end of the race, it, really let that stuff go and you know I'm, I'm trying to back up to him because I, I can't afford to let him just lag way back and then split us three wide so I back up field goes green I'm sitting there in no man's land so it's just a bad scenario and I, it allowed the 45 to hit the gap that I wanted to hit uh, in the middle of one and two so 
Um, you know, battle back to second's okay, but certainly, you know, it was a tough, tough caution that certainly, uh, you know, wasn't good for us. And that was his race car that beat him. So, they, they, you know, last year when Bubba Wallace won, he was happy as could be. Not so happy this time because he felt his car should have won the race. Right. Uh, let's hear from Eric Jones, a third-place finisher. Good, solid day. Took two tires on that last pit stop. For an underfunded team. Yeah, but I think they, they've got probably more funding than you think. Uh, the Legacy Motor Club, Kirk, they've Kirk, got. Lee Spencer has always told us that they are an underfunded yeah. team. She's always got, said that. They've got some new players in the, in the mix now. Jimmy Johnson is one of the team owners now. they got some more money pumped into that program right now than they had in the past. It's not just petty that's uh, involved in that thing. So they've got a little bit more money in the mix now. And here's what Eric Jones had to say about his third-place run. Uh, it would have still been hard to win, right? The 45 and the 11 were coming with a, uh, with a big head of steam. But, you know, on the front stretch there, just being side-by-side, side, we lost a ton of, ton of time, ton of speed. And so nothing to Joey's fault, really. I mean, we're both racing for the win, and, uh, you know, we're trying to go for it. So it is what it is. You know, it's just good to be up front and good to be in contention. Uh, you know, we had a shot. The 99 staying out kind of mixed things up. For me, I felt like, you know, I, I kind of planned on being the leader, and I was like, all right, I'll take the bottom and then have to just worry about guys on the outside, and we got three wide, and things kind of went a little haywire after that. So car was good, though. We were up there. We were a top five car all day. You know, the 11 looked like 11 and 45 were the best cars, but, um, you know, we were right there with them. He was talking about Daniel Suarez. Yeah, who didn't take on any tires right there at the end. He was the one guy who didn't take any tires at the end. Well, Anyway, it was a fun weekend out at Kansas Speedway. Congratulations to John Hunter Nemechek, who won the Xfinity Series race, Kansas Lottery 300 on Saturday. Christian Eckes winning the Craftsman Truck Series race on Friday night. Connor Mosack, the Arca Series. Uh, weather was great and uh, had a fun weekend. We've done our NASCAR duty now, Scott. We're back to the dirt track racing. I can't wait to get back to the dirt track. <laughs> You're going to be down at Wheatland this weekend. I'm going to be down at Wheatland this weekend for the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial. I can't wait to get down there and uh, be a part of that thing, man. I'm heading to Knoxville on Thursday night for the first night of the uh, late so model Knoxville. You're going to be up there for the late model nationals. Yeah. Are, are you going to be there all three nights? No, I'm just going to be there on Thursday night. Ryan Raglan, who uh, reports a lot of late model stuff, he's going to be up there covering it for us on Friday and Saturday. I've got a commitment up in my hometown of Matter on Saturday night, but I'll be up there Thursday night checking it out. What are you doing on Saturday night, Kurt? I'm going to a Hall of Fame, the Mount Air Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. An one old of, friend one of mine of good who friends passed is, away a couple of years ago, Bob Ricker, is going in. And uh, so I'm going to be up there for that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now, is that at the Adams County? No, that's in Mount Air. Mount Air. Mount Air. Got to do that. How many people live in Mount Air, Kirk? I think about 1,700. 1700 like that. yeah but i'll that? be watching everything that's going on i had originally planned on being down to lucas hole speedway for the saturday night events down there for the jesse hockett daniel mcmillan memorial but uh we'll be watching all the coverage on i believe racing dirt's got all the live video coverage this week. are they going to be doing the racing uh, that and uh i think the power eye tv start to finish tv is doing the non-wing portion down there so mm -hmm. 
Uh, you'll be down there covering it all. They've got a little different format this year down at, uh, you know, with this massive amount of cars that they get for this event. I think that what they have over 90 entries for the wing sprint they cars do. alone. Yeah, over 90. So they're going <clears> to <throat> they're gonna divide things up for the first time, which I like what they're doing there. You get so many cars in both divisions that uh, they've got kind of a split format going on this year, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, can't wait to get back down there. This is personally for me, this is my favorite race of the year. The Jesse Hockett, Danny McMillan Memorial. It's three days of fun and hanging out with all the drivers down there. It is, it's probably my favorite race of the year. Would you think, what's your favorite race of the year, Kurt? The Knoxville Nationals and the Chili Bowl. Those are my two big ones. Well, Lucas Oil Speedway is definitely one of my favorite racetracks for sure. Yeah, I was down there for the Show Me 100 over Memorial Weekend. That was a big event. They've had some big events down there this year. And this is certainly, I think, one of the top two events that they have at Lucas Oil Speedway all year. They've got the USRA Nationals and some other big events, but in terms of uh, stature, this Jesse Hockett, Daniel McMillan Memorial is as big as uh, any event they stage at that racetrack. Diamond no, of dirt tracks. No doubt about it. Um, I don't know if the late model race might not be bigger down there. It's big. It's huge. Yeah. They, I was down there, and it was completely overflowed, packed, people on the hillsides. Uh, both sides of the racetrack grandstands were jammed. I know they had a big crowd down there for that uh X, what what is that? The SRX SRX series series race. Yeah. Uh, wasn't down there for that, but the Show Me One Hundred is their big big event. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so um, Kirk Hudson O'Neill, you got it. You got a hold of him, didn't you? Yeah, he was uh, sent him out a text yesterday and said, "Sure, great, love to be on." So uh, we're going to talk to him about the biggest win of his career and i think the biggest win for mark richards of rocket racing the rocket house car wins the world 100 for the first time first time ever yeah how about that so that is his dad don o'neill is a legendary driver in dirt late model racing never won the world 100 he won the dream one time but never the world 100 of course he was the first guy in victory lane to congratulate his son as he stepped out of the race car. And that was quite a show on Saturday night. The battle that he had with Jonathan Davenport was epic. Yeah, no doubt about it. Davenport was a Hudson O'Neill started on the front row of this race. He led a lot of the early laps, a little less than halfway through. Jonathan Davenport got past him. And then with a little over 10 laps to go, Hudson O'Neill pulled a big-time slide job that didn't stick right out of the gate, but the second time he was able to make it stick, and he put on a drive to uh, win the big prize, the Globe Trophy down there for the World 100. Epic drive for Hudson O'Neill. All right, when we come back, Hudson O'Neill is going to join us right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll find out where they're going to be racing at this weekend here in just a moment. So, 
Hudson O'Neill joins us next right here on Mostly Motorsports. Stay tuned for more right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any, any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in an on-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists. 
but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Cord injury in the hospital eight months and that got really really expensive so having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal yes steve's death is the reason the foundation exists but it's steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports, brought to you by Rod In Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. I'm Kirk Elliott, Scott Trailer, joining us now. The World 153rd Annual just completed at the Eldora Speedway, and Hudson O'Neill is the champion of the World 100, and he's joining us right now. Hudson, thank you. Congratulations on the big victory. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I appreciate y'all having me. And that that was a thrilling victory for you, wasn't it? It was. It, uh, you know, really, when Jonathan passed me there well, around the midway mark, I, I kind of thought that I knew it was going to be hard to get back by him. I didn't give up, but uh, whenever whenever a guy like that that has uh, that has so much success at a place like that, as good as he is there, it uh, definitely took a little wind out of my sails, but. Uh, but we were able to rebound and uh, find a little bit extra speed around that top, and uh, and we were able to get it done. So uh, yeah, it uh, it feels really good, uh, and it makes it a little bit more special that we were able to have a race with him like that. Right, it, 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 Jonathan is so good around that racetrack. He, he won the million last year. Um, just tell tell me what it's like to race against somebody at that level. That that had all the success that they had, like two million dollars winnings last year. What what is it like to race against Jonathan? Well, uh, it's uh, it's tough. Any place you go, uh, he's a threat anywhere you pull into, especially Eldora. Um, whenever he passed me, it really showed me how good he is at that racetrack. The way he was able to control the pace and and how how much knowledge he has of the racetrack, just to be able to change his line a little bit to really put me at a disadvantage and. And, uh, it, it, I, I got, I got a good education just following him for those, uh, for just those couple laps. But, uh, yeah, anytime that you can have a race with him, you know, you know, you're in the right place at the right time. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, anytime you get to, anytime you get to do that with him, it's, uh, it's pretty special and it's, uh, right. it's memorable for sure. Right. Um, I, I've got to mention Dale McDowell. He started 27th and he worked his way up to third. That guy was on a roll right there, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I read an article last year, two years ago. It says Dale McDowell 
was born and woke up on the Eldora podium. <laughs> and, and, and that's, uh, and that's about the truth. Uh, you know, anytime that you go to a big race, uh, there he's, uh, whether, whether he just squeaks in through the B main, like he did this time or uh, starts up front, he's, he's always there at the end. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, but, uh, I feel like Eldora in the way it races, it's, it's right up Dale's alley coming out of Tennessee and all those racetracks around that area. Let, let me ask you this. How important is it to start at the front of that race? You started second. How important was it to start up towards the front of that race for you? Uh, very, because it, it allowed me to, to conserve, uh, my, my tires a little bit and not, and then whenever you start deep, maybe like Dale did, uh, you you got to use your stuff up so much just to get to, just to get to that point where you're running inside the top four or five. And um, but yeah, starting starting second, it allowed me to just kind of not necessarily ride, but just just kind of set my tempo for the first twenty thirty laps and uh, and not not have to run super hard racing guys or, or whatever. But uh, but yeah, anytime that you can start up front, it really really helps really helps a lot. Uh, and you got that outside front row starting spot by winning that heat race how pressure packed was that you had several double file restarts uh, to come out of that heat race yes yes uh well i was running second to uh, donald mcintosh and then he had a fight which helped me a little bit and uh, that that let me get the lead there but uh whenever i wasn't i wasn't real happy whenever they rolled the six the night before when bobby did and uh, inverted six in the heat races it made it uh it definitely made Saturday a little bit more stressful knowing that you had to pass a few cars just to even make the race, let alone have a good starting spot. And then uh, everything played our way. We took the green, and, and I was able to get uh, some free breathing room around that top and, and, and make a couple passes. And, and it just it really it worked out really well. And, uh, you know, um, it takes a lot of things to fall your way whenever, whenever everything's going against you, like the invert and everything. And, and uh, that, was, that was what happened with us. All right, let's talk about the uh, slide job you put on uh, Davenport there, a little more than 10 laps to go. It didn't stick the first time, but you didn't give up. You were persistent right there. You're finally able to pull it off, but that was about as difficult a maneuver as I've seen anybody make. Yeah, well, it... uh... The, the way the top was running and the way he was entering three, it uh, it allowed me to be able to get off in there and, and make and make a slide job attempt. Uh, I didn't really know if I was going to get any closer to him than I did. I threw it from a little ways back. but uh, And then whenever I slid him and he had to cross me over, it killed a little bit of his momentum and let, let me let me uh, the next time throw it, throw it uh, from a little bit closer. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it was a great race. I thought Eldora did an excellent job with the racetrack. Um, me too. You know, we raced all the way from the inside wall for the first 15, 20, 30 laps and then all the way to the outside wall by the end of it and, and everywhere in between. And um, I, I felt like it was definitely a really good racetrack and uh, a complete turnaround from where it was at the Dream. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think that everybody was happy with it. And uh, I think it turned out to be a good race. So that was that was good for everybody. Uh, some people had some tire issues. Were you really concerned about that? I know you banged it off the wall a couple of times there. What about tire issues during this event this week? Yeah, we, we experienced something that we hadn't really before um, with a lot of right front flats, whether uh, it was from air pressure or whatever the case was. We, we don't really know just yet. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, was a, that was a new challenge for a lot of us, and it definitely added a little bit of uh, uh, anticipation, I guess maybe the word, you know, just whether, whether you were going to have an issue or not have an issue. And we were trying to do everything we could to ignore it. And, uh, um, 
But, uh, yeah, definitely whenever we had that fight on Friday night, it definitely took a little wind out of our sails because we felt like uh, felt like we were going to have another good night. And um, we were just lucky. Uh, obviously, Moran and, and Pierce weren't so lucky on Saturday with the tire issues, but we were able to dodge them, which was, uh, which was a blessing. And, uh, yeah, we uh, – it worked out just right. Yep. We're visiting with Hudson O'Neill. He picked up the 53rd annual World 100. Was the track a little bit better on the bottom at the start of that race than it was later in the race? Was was the top as good as the bottom? Because it looked like to me the bottom was really dominant in the start of that race. Yeah, they went out and they did they did a little scratching and uh, they did, threw some water on the bottom of the racetrack at the start of the race, which was why it was like that. Um, for the first probably 30 or 40 laps, I think, uh, you know, even though uh, I moved off of that, about 20 laps I moved off of that wall about a car length up the racetrack, it, it was still, the, the you know, dominant around that bottom for a long time. And then about uh, lap 50 when Jonathan passed me was when I felt like it started to move because he caught me still running the bottom and he was able to move up the racetrack and find a little bit more and uh but yeah I felt like it definitely made it really competitive and then uh a guy like Dale uh you know that stayed probably against the inside wall most of the night it allowed him to drive up through there pretty good and um I felt like they hit the nail on the head whenever they did that little bit of track prep right before the feature all right, let's talk about Victory Lane. You crawl out, and there's Mark Richards, who'd been trying for 50 years to win this race, and your dad standing there, who never won the World 100. Just what are, what were your emotions uh, when you greeted those guys in Victory Lane? The race car, and, and the first one there was Dad, and, and I got to share a big hug with him, and and, you know, he had tried for a long time to win that race and came close several times and whether he would break or get past or whatever the case might have been, you know, he just was never able to quite get it done. And, and I felt like whenever I won it, you know, maybe, maybe I, I might be selfish. Say, maybe I won it for the both of us, you know, it, uh, uh, it, uh, you know, it was a long time coming. Uh, he tried for, tried for 20 plus years to win it and, 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 uh, you know, came up short, but, and I was just happy to be able to share that moment with him on the stage and, and for him to be there and be a part of all of it was really special as well. And, and same for Mark, you know, Mark, like you said, imagine trying to do something for 50 years and, and being unsuccessful and coming back with the same amount of hope every time. It's, uh, I'm sure it was tough, uh, you know, and he, but he never gave up, never, never wavered, never, uh, you know, if you asked him if he was capable of winning, he'd say yes every single time. And that was, that's what it takes. And, uh, I was just happy he was finally able to prove it that he's that that uh, that it was time for him to finally get it done and and I'm just I'm the blessed and fortunate one to be able to to be able to give that to him. How did how did this all come together? Your first year in the Rocket House car. How did you and Mark Richards uh, come together to to uh, forge this relationship at the beginning of this season? Well, um, you know, I've raced Rocket chassis for about three four years now and. Uh, I just, just over time, just built a relationship with Mark and Steve and, um, and it's just a relationship that grew and grew and grew and, and, uh, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, through uh, personal time or through, uh, at the racetrack or whatever it may have been, um, you know, I just felt like we always got along really well. And then, uh, when, when the unfortunate news of Brandon came, uh, with him departing and everything, it, uh, it just, the stars aligned, you know, and, um, I'm just, uh. I'm happy that that uh, I was even in the running to be considered to drive to drive the rocket car, and uh, 
it's uh, it's quite the prestigious ride, and uh, and you know I think we've showed that uh, they've showed that with the consistency they've had over over the last ten plus years. Um, you know they've won several championships and everything. And uh, whenever I got here, I don't feel like I was a championship worthy driver, but um, over time I feel like they've they've really helped me grow and, and learn, and and I've learned a lot just in my short uh, three quarters of a year here. Hey, the the emotions were high in Victory Lane. You, you shed a tear or so, um, but man, that had to be the most thrilling victory for you in your career. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, it, the World One Hundred is our Super Bowl, is our Daytona Five Hundred. You know, it's it 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 is the one, and uh, to be able to win it um, at twenty three, it's. Uh, it just gets me really excited for the rest of my career to, to see if I can to see if I can win two of them or three of them or, or whatever the case might be or maybe I'll never win another one I don't know but um, just to to have that benchmark uh, now it just really really makes me excited for all the returning events at Eldora because now I I have a little bit of added confidence now that I know that I can win the big race there because I've you know, for Thursday and Friday, my confidence is always high with the prelims there. But whenever I come to Saturday, I just never quite had the confidence that I could that I could win one of those big races there on Saturday. And uh, and it just really makes me excited to go back for the Dirt Track World Championship and the Dream and all events returning. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can add a few more uh, Eldora Crown Jewels to the resume over the next few years. Well, you're headed to another iconic racetrack, Knoxville Raceway, this weekend for the late model Knoxville Nationals. How do you see your uh, per chances of winning again this weekend at Knoxville? I don't know. Uh, you know, we like to think that they're good, but uh, you know, it's just there, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, things to go into that. And um, but I, I really like Knoxville. I've ran good there in the past. I've never won anything, whether the prelim or the big show or anything there, but, um, I, I've been close and, uh, I feel like with this rocket car and as good as they've been there in the past, um, that maybe, maybe we can combine and, and make something special happen. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to going. I'm really, really looking forward to going. Knoxville is one of my favorite racetracks that we go to all year. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get there and uh, see what we got for them. Yep. Well, good luck to you this weekend up here at Knoxville Raceway. That's about three and a half hours from our house. And uh, Kirk will be up there, and hopefully he'll bring you some good luck this weekend. Well, that'll be awesome. I really appreciate you guys having me. I I was there when you won the Show Me 100, too. So uh, that that, that was a big win for you as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was special, that's for sure. And... uh, but I'll tell you what, if I if I could if I could trade them all in and win one more World One Hundred, I would I would do it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a life changer, isn't it? It is. It is, and and uh, it hasn't got uh, that trophy's just been in my living room for for about a day and a half now. But every time I walk in the living room and I see it over there in the corner, it makes me smile. So the, fam- the famous uh, quote. I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to enjoy that for uh, for a lot of years to come. You you didn't put it in front of your TV, did you? It, it's pretty dang close. I'll be honest. It's only about two <laughs> foot away. But whenever you're sitting there watching TV, you can see it. Right, no doubt. Hudson, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports today. We can't thank you enough for doing so, and we appreciate you doing so. Congratulations. All right, thank you guys. You guys have a good rest of your day. I appreciate it. All right, there you have it. Hudson O'Neill joining us here 
live on Mostly Motorsports. Picked up the World 100, the 53rd annual World 100. Man, that was a hell of a race, wasn't it, Kirk? It was. And, and, you know, he pointed it out. This is the Knoxville Nationals are to sprint car racing. This is the big one to late model racing. Right. So you win this event, it changes your life. Yep, no doubt about it. And it was good to see Rocket Chassis get into victory lane Yeah, the, as well. the battle that they've got going on with the Longhorn Chassis, everybody talk. And, you know, the ironic part about it is Brandon Shepard's going to be driving the Longhorn house car right? Uh, in, in the future. So, uh, you know, he used to be the Rocket house car guy. Now he's over there representing Longhorn Chassis. Right. So nope. that, that's pretty interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Where are they racing at this weekend, Kurt? Uh They are at Nevada Speedway this weekend. Nevada. The next two Saturdays, they'll be back up at I-35 Speedway. About 100 miles from Kansas City. Yep. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, stay tuned for more of Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We'll be back with more right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back to Muscle Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Chase Rodman joins us now. Chase, how you doing, bud? Are Are you wore out? Are you tired? I am tired. Yes, I'm not going to lie to you. I am tired. We didn't go to bed uh, any any uh, time before about 3 a.m. this week, so we're hanging in there, though. We're all right. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. Corey Day picks up um, the victory, his first World of Outlaw victory at uh, at Chico. So just talk about that a little bit for uh, Corey Day, man. That that was a thrilling victory for him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, um, it was very cool to see him finally get that done. You know, I think that everybody knew it was coming. Um, but, uh you know, I just thought it was a really cool race for him to do, get his first one, you know, in California, uh, probably the biggest race in California, you know, maybe besides Trophy Cup, but that's not an outlaw race. So, um, yeah, it's a, it was a big deal. And it was cool to watch that video somebody put out on Twitter yesterday of him, uh, you know, after the checkered, uh, the onboard of him celebrating, you could hear him yelling over the sound of the engine and, uh, watching him celebrate in victory lane, it was it was obviously a really special moment, you know, and that's one of my favorite things about this job is seeing first-time World of Outlaws winners, which doesn't happen too often, but we've gotten, I think, two of them so far this year. So, um, yeah, it was it was awesome to see, and we'll see if he can keep it up going into this weekend. 
Well, it was a masterful performance, and uh, when you watch uh, a lot of these other guys get around the Silver Dollar Speedway, it's not a given. Even though you start up front, you still have to play flawless racing in order to get to the checkered flag, and it, that's a that's a pretty tricky surface to get around uh, Silver Dollar Speedway, but Corey Day, outside of a close call with David Gravel there one time, drove a perfect race. He sure did, um, and the track on Saturday wasn't exactly what you know we were hoping it was going to be after the first two nights, which I thought were really, really good uh, racing surfaces, uh, a lot of good racing, a lot of good side-by-side action. That just wasn't really the case on saturday you know i think they just they kind of overdid it a little bit on the track prep side of things i think that they tilled the bottom uh you know that if they would have tilled just the bottom then fine but they tilled the middle too and it just never i feel like the last seven laps the track was just starting to get good you know so with that in mind it really helped Corey day uh you know helped him out a lot i mean he didn't have to worry about spinning his tires too much. He didn't have to worry about somebody coming on the top of the racetrack at all. I mean, it was kind of just hammer the bottom the entire way until the last, you know, like I said, five to seven laps. So, uh, but by that time he'd already gotten out to a pretty significant lead uh, and he was making his way through traffic pretty easy. So um, I think that most people wanted to see him, uh, you know, win on a track like we saw Thursday or Friday. I feel like almost Saturday, I'm not going to say it was a gimme, but you know, it wasn't like, um, you know, a, a crazy duel for the win or anything like that, you know. So, but it was still awesome. I think even if the race wasn't that good, at least it was saved by the fact that we saw a first time winner. So, yeah. Um, and the fact that we saw no outlaws on the podium all week, uh, including the final night, I think that was just uh, pretty crazy to, to see that happen, you know. Um, I don't think many people had that on their, on their bingo cards. Yep. No doubt about it. The California drivers shined this weekend, didn't they? They really did. Um, you know, the last, I would say, three or four years, they have not been really that good. You know, they haven't, a California local guy hasn't won since 2018, I think, is at Placerville uh, with Shane Golubic. You know, ever since then, they haven't, they haven't been performing like we know they can. You know, last year, Corey finished second, you know, a couple times at Bakersfield and Paris, but he was the only one that was kind of in the top 10. I mean, there was one guy sneaking in there every now and again, but uh, this year something something's changed. And we'll see if it continues on into, you know, this weekend at Hanford and Placerville. But, uh, you know, this these last three nights, I mean, they weren't just on the podium. They were all – there was a bunch of them in the top 10, a couple more in the top five. Uh, it was really cool to see that, um, especially after – them struggling so much the last couple of years when the outlaws came to town so you know cool to see dominic selzy i think he ran fourth maybe on saturday night ran he on did. the other night yeah. too so yeah it was a, it was a really cool weekend yeah the uh tom tarleton classic this weekend at hanford california and then you're going to placerville up in placerville california um what do you think about those racetracks well you know i was think i was thinking maybe I don't think we're going to have the um, – I don't think the California locals are going to sweep the podium at, at Hanford again. Um, I think that's going to be pretty tough because that's more of a track where, you know, it's a bigger track, and the Outlaws seem to perform pretty well there. We've seen Carson Macedo dominate there the last two years and had, uh, you know, I think Jacob Allen, he was good last year, and Logan Shuart as well has been good there. So I don't think we'll see the, the California locals uh, – 
pull that off again at Hanford, but I could definitely see it uh, happening again at, at Placerville. Uh, the Outlaws, we haven't raced there in like four years now. It's, there's always been fires and there's been a lot of smoke in the area, so they've had to cancel and they've been using that track as like a, a base for fire camps and stuff. So um, I'm just glad to get back to Placerville. It's been a long time since I've personally been there, and I've never been there for an Outlaw race. Well, I have, but not for a really long time. So um, it's going to be a fun weekend. Really, really excited to get back to Placerville because that's another track where, um, you know, the, the locals, I mean, they race there. I mean, sure, it's 360s, but they race there all year long. And I think we're gonna, we could see another upset winner, really, uh, when we get down there. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, I've been to Placerville and I've been to Hanford. Um, uh, I, I, I think both of those racetracks are pretty racy, but I'm, I'm kind of like you. I, I, I don't see anybody really dominating the world of outlaws at Hanford, California, but I could see it happening at Placerville for sure, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think Corey Day could win at Hanford, but there's just, I don't know. Um, I mean, I can't think of anybody else that I that was really good the last couple of years there that's going to be able to, you know, put it on the outlaws. So, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see, but, you know, we also got to, you know, look at that that the points are back on the line this weekend with the outlaws as far as the championship goes. Um, and I think this is, I mean, if David Gravel or Carson Macedo can't put something together here these next two nights, I just really don't see how they're going to be able to mount a charge for the last, you know, how many races are left 15 or so. I think that's, it's probably close to 15, but uh, they're pretty far back right now. And if, if they can't gain any ground this weekend, then I think you get all the right to check the Brad Street at this point. Uh, Carson Macedo made a pretty good charge up through the field until he spun around off the uh, racetrack. He's a California native, but I thought maybe he might have had something there if, uh, if that had to happen to him. Yeah, um, that just goes to show how, how, t- how tough the uh, top of the racetrack was, even on uh, Saturday. You know, I thought the track was you know really really technical all weekend, but. The top was extra tough to run on Saturday, and I feel like that's kind of why we didn't see many guys running up there in the feature. Obviously, all that work to the inside of the track didn't help at all. But uh, Carson made that mistake, and man, I, I wish he—I'm not gonna—I wish he would have maybe spun out and stopped just to see what we could have gotten for a race there at the end. Because I felt like Justin Sanders wasn't really too far behind Corey there. He's just—he got to second, and there was just too many lap cars between him and Corey. But um, wish we could have had a yellow there, but. Yeah, Carson, <laughs> that was quite the quite the save. I think he did like a 720 uh, and was able to keep on going, and I couldn't believe he actually stayed green. So, uh, But, yeah, Carson, I think, will definitely be a threat for the win this right. week. I, I'm pretty sure he's won the last two in a row. Uh, if I No, actually, no, last year it was Shuhart kind of got into him, I think, at the end of the race there and, and won, but Carson's always good at Hanford. Talk about that battle for a second between Buddy Kofoid and Justin Sanders. Those two guys were really going at it. Dominic was also a player right there. Yeah, Dominic was right there in the mix of things. You know, it was a great weekend for him, uh, which was good to see because I feel like the last two years when, when uh, you know, the Outlaws would, would show up in California, he just, I don't know, he'd have great seasons in the local scene, you know, 15-some wins every year. And uh, the Outlaws come time, and he would just uh, – you couldn't even run top ten. Uh, right. But this weekend, uh, he's he's got to figure out – he's actually even good at Skagit and, and Grace Harbor as well, you know. So, um, right. yeah, that was cool to see. And that battle between Buddy and Justin was exciting. 
but I feel like it was mostly because it was just so hard to get by the lap cars. They they had to go to the outside of the track, and that would just open up the bottom for the next guy, you know. So, um, but hey, they also had a great battle on Friday night too. You know, when Buddy won, right? Uh, Justin Sanders was um, he was right there, you know. And that guy, he's been close to Allo wins before in California, but uh, just can't quite pull it off yet. But I think we all know that it's coming. Uh, and he's got a really good team going there with uh, Demo Mitri, that 2X car. Uh, they've got Wayne Pretty working on the car now, too. Uh, I don't know how long that's been going on for, but uh, definitely cool to see Sanders. And, and uh, you know, Demo Mitri is a guy that, you know, up until maybe, I don't know, six or seven years ago, he never even owned a sprint car. He was, a, he was an outlaw car uh, driver. He was, a you know, an old guy, but he was still racing, and he uh, didn't really know anything about sprint cars, but, He's put together a hell of a team. He's got a great driver, and it's showing that they've got stuff that can compete, you know, night in and night out with the with the outlaws. Right. So I've got to bring this up. Chase Randall. He started on the pole, and he ended up running eleventh um, in the fifty-seven W car. That's that's a tough assignment when you get in after a driver like Kyle Larson, and and you have to you've got to man up a little bit. So that that wasn't a very good finish for him, was it? No, not exactly. But I mean, he I think he's still impressed. Uh, his first time in that car, obviously, and his first time at Silver Dollar, and he was on the pole of the prelim feature. Obviously, it's a it's an invert of eight in the prelim nights, so he was like eighth in points. But he was still good. He qualified good. He ran you know decent in his heat race. Um, I think he actually won his heat race, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I mean. I think he – I don't know if he met the goals or met the expectations or not, but, you know, for a guy that is still very young uh, to go in there with a lot of pressure uh, to, to perform in that car, um, I think he did a good job. You know, first to 11th is not exactly what you want to see on the scoreboard or whatever the score sheet, but um, he still did some pretty impressive things, and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, – you know, back in that car or, do you know, doing some other things that, you know, here soon that would surprise some people. I don't know. Maybe he'll be back in it this week, and I have no idea. But Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I must say, I saw Kyle Larson on Saturday out here at Kansas Speedway. I asked him about uh, Justin Sanders, or just uh, Chase Randall is who I'm trying to say. Uh, asked him about Chase Randall in that car, and he said he just did, he did fine. This was This was after he saw him race on Friday night. It's in a car. He's not used to the setup, not been to the racetrack, but he's got a ton of talent, and we like him very much. That were that was uh, Kyle Larson's comments on Saturday after he watched him race on Friday night. So he's big on Chase Randall. Right, no doubt about it. And, and the kid's got talent. Yeah. It's obvious he's got a ton of talent. I mean, there's not many guys that could say they showed up to the Knoxville Nationals for the first time and, and put it in the feature, you know. So yeah, no doubt about it. I think, it. yeah, he's definitely got a bright future for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the other drivers. I was surprised Rico didn't have a better weekend out there. Yeah, his weekend kind of got hindered a little bit by that heat race incident that was, uh, what was that? I think it was, um, I can't remember who got into him or whatever, but he had to go to the work area in the heat race, and that put him in the last chance showdown and he had to go from you know from there and then he he went 21st to 5th on the prelim night on a track that was i mean obviously it was very racy for him to be able to do that but i was still pretty impressed for him to pass 16 cars uh and get up there so 
I think if that heat race incident didn't happen, then Rico could have been in a better spot for Saturday. But the problem was with the track on Saturday, I mean, the track on Saturday was just nowhere near where it needed to be for guys to be able to come from, you know, even 8th or 10th place to get up there and challenge for the win. It just wasn't in very good shape. And I think the the track prep guys, they kind of knew that. I think even Brad Sweet kind of knew it midway through the feature. And he's like, you know, probably thinking to himself, man, what, we screwed this up. Like I saw him try and go to the top a few times and, He'd lose ground. He'd lose spots immediately. Um, but I don't think they have much to hang their heads about, right? I mean, they had two great surfaces. The event overall was really, really good. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes track prep is not easy, man. I mean, we could all sit here and say, man, well, I would have done this and this. But, you know, um, if I tried to go out there and do it, I'd probably, I don't know, I'd probably flip over the, the water truck or something, and then, <laughs> you know, it'd spill all over the track, and we'd have a hot lap session the entire way. I don't know, but. Um, it's, it ain't easy, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know guys. It's, uh, I thought overall it was a successful weekend for everybody involved. Um, there was a ton of people there. I took my girlfriend out there and she'd never been to the gold cup before. And she thought it was a great weekend as well from, for somebody who's only really, she's only ever been to the Knoxville nationals, the big race. And she thought it was awesome. So I'd say successful weekend overall. Hey, uh, boy, James McFadden's gone through a pretty tough stretch here, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, uh, he was fast at, uh, man, Skagit, he was so fast. And there was, it was two nights in a row where he got clipped on the front stretch there and flew into the infield wall. And then the final night, he finally had a decent run. You know, he's on the podium. But then, the, at, you know, Silver Dollar, he got, you know, a little bit crashed in that on the Saturday night portion uh, by Caleb Henry. They Caleb Henry tried to throw a slider on him, and it was nowhere near clear. Got into McFadden. He came down the track, crashed into somebody else, and, yeah, then in the feature, my goodness, he was up from, I think he started 21st, he was in 10th in seven laps. And then on a restart, I mean, you know how it goes at Silver Dollar, the restarts, double file, are, are a little hectic. And I think somebody kind of picked up the front wheels and came up the track and got into him and, and killed his car. So definitely been a rough stretch, but there's there's no doubt those guys got a ton of speed right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Tanner Carrick was fast qualifier, but here's, here's what I want to say. Casey Kane is starting to figure out that sprint car because he ended up qualifying second and he had 1174 with a two and man it it just seems to me like the light bulb has come on for casey kane he he's doing a lot better in that sprint car now isn't he yeah he is Uh, and i think it helps when you're racing as much as he's been racing you know uh he's been uh and he got a win too you know he got a winner over this year at houston's and uh, he's been racing a lot, and I, I was standing in the infield when he qualified, and Brad Sweet was down there. It was just not his prelim night, and he was he saw Casey go up to second late in the qualifying session. He was clapping for him. I think Brad realizes that Casey's getting even better and better. So I'm just hoping that Casey, at, at just one day, man, I just hope he gets his outlaw win because I just cannot see him retiring from the sprint car until he gets a win with the outlaws, right? I mean, yeah. He's been a winner so many times as a car owner, a champion as a car owner. He's celebrated a lot of wins as a car owner, but it would be so much different to see him celebrate a win for himself. But uh, I agree, he's definitely made some big strides, big improvements, um, and maybe that outlaw win's coming. It's just it's got to, you know, things have just got to work out just perfect, you know, for yeah. him to, you know, be up the, you know, the first two rows or so on a on a track that's, you know, relatively fast. 
um, and uh, to be able to get the job done. So maybe next year, maybe when we get head back to Houston next year, he's you know he got a win this this year and he finished third with us there. Uh, two years ago, so I don't know, man. Maybe someday, hopefully. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to get an outlaw win at some point. I, I, I think he will too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, um, I just can't out without it. All right, Chase. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today on Mostly Motorsports, Bud. We can't thank you enough for joining us each and every week right here on Mostly Motorsports. Um, what? So what? What are your plans right now? What are you, What are you going to do this week during the week? A lot of people don't know, but when when you travel with a national series and when you're running up and down the road like you are, you get to take some time off during the week and go out and do some things. Are you going to yeah, do some you're, things? You're at home. You're 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 in your home area, right? Right. But are are yeah. are you gonna are you gonna do something with your girlfriend out there? Well, she came out to the races. Uh, she was there from Thursday, and she had to, actually, I took her back to the airport yesterday. She had to head back to go to work. So, uh, but yeah, I'm here in my, I'm at my parents' house right now, staying here for the week. So, uh, I'm going to meet up with some, some friends that I haven't seen in, you know, a few months, and we'll go play some golf, go to lunch, go to dinner, uh, you know, do some things like that. I, I finally got some, my own golf clubs, guys. So, oh, uh, I'm in the garage here, got my own clubs. So, I'm going to go, test those out and see if they make me any better somehow they'll probably make me worse um but yeah that's kind of the plan for this week is just you know hang out with the family haven't seen them in a while hang out with some friends that i haven't seen in a while and then we'll head down to hanford probably wake up early friday morning and head down there so um yeah that's uh that's kind of my my plans for the week right now hey that package that you did up at slideways man that was really good with with all the drivers and everybody racing up there and you were right in the middle of that battle, weren't you? Oh yeah, we oh yeah, we weren't messing around. Um, right. You know, I on those off days, man. I'm not. We're not. Uh, we're not get, letting those guys win. I'm trying my hardest, and that one, in my opinion, out of the ones we've done, that was my favorite uh, favorite off days yet. Uh, I thought it was hilarious having Johnny there announcing and and kind of making it look like it was a real a real dash draw and all that stuff. And Johnny was getting excited when he was announcing, so. Uh, yeah, that was super fun. I'm glad we got to show that this weekend with Geo up in the tower. So, um, yeah, that that was that was pretty good. And hopefully, we can do some more of those updates here soon. Hey, I, I got to say this: I love the commentary by both Dominic and Geo over the weekend. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was. And, and Gary Gary was up there Gary, as well. Gary was up there Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they uh, all had some uh, good one-liners throughout the week. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, Gio doesn't really talk quite as much as Gary and Dominic does, but right. when he does talk, he says some funny stuff, you know. So, yeah. But Dominic, I think it's great. He provides so much good insight uh, throughout the night from a driving perspective, uh, from a, you know, where the track is at perspective, what he would be doing. Uh, he's phenomenal. I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, I think he's still got a lot of racing years left in him, obviously, but, man, wouldn't it be cool to have a guy like that just with Johnny all the time, all year long, giving his insight because you know Dominic's been to a lot of racetracks that we go to. You know, he went to the Midwest quite a few years in a row. Yep. I think it'd be great to have him out uh, as the broadcast partner throughout the year. I think it added a lot to the show. It would yeah. be excellent, no doubt about it. Uh, Chase, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today on Mostly Motorsports, buddy. We can't thank you enough for doing so. All right, thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you next Monday. Appreciate Take care. it. All right, there you have it, Chase Rodman. Joining us right here on Mostly Motorsports, we're going to take a break. When we come back, 
More of Mostly Motorsports. It's all presented by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They're going to be racing down at Nevada this weekend, about 100 miles from Kansas City. So just go down to the Nevada exit and get off it there. And um, what's well, about 100 miles, Kurt, yeah. right? Trice Roden got back into Victory Circle up at I-35 last Saturday night, so mm-hmm. congratulations to him. We need more cars to uh, attend these races, but uh, Trice Roden has won a lot of races this year in the Power Eye Lightning Sprints. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we'll be back with more, mostly motorsports, in a moment. Stay tuned. Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together uh, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. 
The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. In the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at Nevada this weekend. Joining us now on the show from RacingDirt.com is Trenton Berry. Trenton, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm, I'm good. Glad to be with you guys. How are you guys today? Uh, hey, we're doing all right. Um, tomorrow night, you've got the ASCS National Tour at Clay County Fair Speedway. Um, yep. And this weekend is probably going to be the biggest race that you have on on racing dirt. It's the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial, and we're going. Man, to- I'm, I'm blown away by it already. I don't I don't know what your guys' preemptors were when you guys were carrying that thing. I know it was always a big deal, but my gosh, I I can't believe it. Three hundred ninety three. 360 wing cars for that that's just phenomenal yeah i mean it's a true it's really a tribute to jesse hockett i don't think there's any better memorial race of a fallen driver than the jesse hockett daniel mcmillan memorial the uh, respect that people had for jesse hockett and still do to this day and daniel mcmillan Right. It's a it's a testament to why they get so many race cars in both wing and non wing every year at Lucas Hole Speedway. You know, and it's it's a it's a cool deal for me. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys have talked about it a lot over the years, but uh, you know, Stick and I were right there in the studio with you two, uh, with Jesse the night before he passed away, and it's just uh, man, I think about Jesse all the time. You know, and. Um, I'd heard from some people he had some opportunities to do, was going to do some other racing and, and broaden his wings a little bit right there, and uh, stretch his legs out before he, he passed. And man, I just, I, I, I think about what he meant to his family, his friends, his fans, and, and what he meant to racing. You know, he was so young, but he was, he was so good. And you guys know this as well as anybody, but I mean, just had the best personality. And I just, I just loved, I just loved the time that I got to spend with him and, um, I love getting to know him and, and what he stood for and what he was all about. So Yeah, no doubt. He he was in you, ex- know, you know, you guys if if you guys are in the streaming business, that's your guys' race to stream and if, if you guys since you guys aren't, I'm I'm glad we're the ones that are gonna get to carry it. Yep. Just just being honest. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it, it, it it's probably uh, – would, would you say, Kirk, it was maybe the biggest race of the year that we had? Well, outside of the Chili Bowl, yeah. Outside the, of the outside Chili Bowl. Outside the Chili Bowl and the yeah. Tulsa right. Shootout, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Jesse Hawk and Daniel McMillan Memorial, we didn't do the short track nationals. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest race outside of uh, Tulsa that we did all year. Well, guys, have you have you have you guys been paying attention to this? And I didn't know this until we started, you know, being involved with with the national tour here week to week. But I'm telling you, that series can sell some front gate tickets. It's it, it's it's astounding to me the turnouts they get and the return that they are providing to these racetracks this year. And I've talked to a lot of these promoters um, that have ran these races. You know, people we had relationships with. It's kind of funny that. That ASCS tour runs at a lot of places where, where we ran USNTS races for years and years and years. And you know, you start asking questions about, hey man, how's how's this how's this doing? And I'm telling you guys, to a person, this this ASCS delivers when they go book a show. It, it's been pretty cool to see this year. How about that crowd it, they had at Arrowhead Speedway? That was off the charts. Oh my gosh, Bryce Bryce said it's the number one event they've had so far this year. <clears throat> said it's their number one return that they've had for an event including their opening night including everything else they've done that was event number one as far as most successful that they've had and i think that speaks a lot you know terry has he's battled trying to get that ascs off the ground and you know kind of put his stamp on it i'm telling you we have had pictures of grandstands from every single race that they've ran this year and more times than not man these things are returning tenfold to these racetrack promoters yeah no doubt Terry has a, a lot on his shoulders. To be honest with you, he does. He's got yep, he's got sure. he's got the now six hundred. He's got the United Rebel Sprint Car Series. He's got OCRS. He's got ASCS with all the regions. He he, he carries quite a load on his shoulders, doesn't he? Yep, he does. And, you know, I was uh, you know, Kirk, you touched on that Arrowhead, but they went to Longdale again for the second time the night after. They packed out Longdale again. That's the second time they packed it out this year. And um, they packed Outlaw. They packed Lakeside out uh, for their the the early one. That first one back in May had a huge crowd for that one. Um, they packed out Albion, Nebraska. I'm sure they're going to pack out Spencer on uh, on Tuesday night. So pretty neat. Pretty neat to see, man. The, the fans really come out and support that deal, and that's that's how it should be. And, and it's it's neat to see. Well, that's very important for everybody involved, and it gives the drivers a lot better feeling when they look up there and see the stands packed. It just it elevates the whole show. The, the program, yeah, when those does. drivers, they really race hard when they see the stands are packed. The whole, the whole thing's just got a different, your whole race night's got a different vibe. It's, you know, it's important. It's a big deal, and it's important to be there. And if you're not, you're going to miss something that's worthwhile, and it just, it just gives, at least does to me, you know, gives me all those feelings when I roll in to see those places. I touched on Salina, Oklahoma. I went, I went to the race at Salina. Uh, had a big crowd at Salina that night. So I've just been really impressed with that. Trenton, when is your next USMTS race? When's it coming up? Uh, next, yeah, next week. Next week we're going to the Jamboree, 25th annual Featherlight Fall Jamboree. That's a, that's a crowd jewel event. 12. Yeah, yep. Hey, it's, I, it's USMTS's biggest event of the year. I don't know if you know it, but we had Hudson O'Neill on earlier, uh, picking up that World 100 win. 
man, what a what a run! That that was a hell of a run between him and jo- Jonathan Davenport, wasn't it? Yeah, that is that is impressive, especially how older he is. He's like, he's twenty three years old and he won the world one hundred. Are you kidding me? And what, that, what a deal, too. And that was the first time that Rocket had won that race. Did you yeah. know that? Well, and yeah, well, so I did when I when I read a little bit about it. I didn't in the moment Saturday night when I saw he won, but I did a little reading on it since then. Yeah, um, to me that was super surprising that it was this year because Longhorn has dominated the season and dirt late models. So if there was ever a year you're like, well, this is probably not Rocket's year, then. Then here they come. <laughs> but at, at the start of the at, at, at the start of the year, Rocket won a, several races at the start of the year, didn't they? Yeah, Kurt? I mean they, they well, down so, in Florida, so they were they were good. But Longhorn Longhorn was a whole lot better out at Vado with the Wild West Shootout, you know. And I, and I think they probably just had more representation, you know, in January. But right. you know, Longhorn went guns blazing, and then Rocket went Rocket went uh, went wide open in Florida. And then it's kind of been Longhorn's year for the most part, but uh, that's cool to see for Hudson. Uh, yeah. Good kid, know him a little bit. Don't don't know him super well, um, but everything I've seen of him nice and professional and cordial and everything you look for in a, in a great. Hey, guy. hey, guy, is, guy that ought to do it for a long time. Hey, your kids, your kids not in trouble back there, is is he? No. So, all right. So, do you guys want to know what's going on here today? What's happening? So my boy only goes to school Tuesday through Friday, and so. We got three of his friends here, along with my wife. So four kids total, and we are walking around the zoo. <laughs> You're walking around the zoo. Yep, well, I'm walking around the zoo. I've got my AirPods in, so I can hear you guys. And uh, the the weather's gorgeous. Uh, they've just found a little splash pad over here, so they're going to try to get themselves wet. And they are uh, they're running around like a bunch of zoo animals themselves right now. How about that? <laughs> you know, it's kind of ironic. You know, Brandon Shepard uh, drove that Rocket House car. Now he's over there, the big guy representing uh, Longhorn, Longhorn. Yeah. now. Right. The, the, the big news that yep. came out that left the Tim McCready uh, car and going over and uh, with Kevin Rumley at, uh, at Longhorn Chassis. Yeah, and that, that Longhorn deal, it's, it's been it's pretty interesting to see their rise. You know, Longhorn's been around a long time, but Steve Arpin's not not been involved with it for too many years. And his partnership, coming into ownership of of that group, has has really turned the tides for them and uh, really pushed Longhorn to the to the forefront. Along with Rocket, you, you're not going to keep if Rocket's down, they're not going to be down for long. But uh, those are definitely the two dominant brands right now for for dirt late model chassis. For sure, and it, it's been neat to see. There was a while, there was a time there, guys. Like when I was on the road with the MLRA tour, like you guys were getting out of Longhorns, and they were they were a diamond dozen out there, huge, huge frames for um, and you know, in a different era. So it's not like they've just lucked into this, or that they've all of a sudden just come into technology and like they've worked at it to to get where they're at, and that's that's cool to see. Uh, were you surprised that Bobby Pierce and Dylan? Uh, you know, uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., neither one of those guys were a factor at the end of that race. Pierce had trouble on Saturday night, but neither one of those two guys figured into the mix at, when it was all over. So a lot of belly aching about, about tires not holding together. Um, Bobby's was a right front that, that exploded on him, and, and uh, Freddie's car was hurt so bad he's going to have to go to Longhorn with it to uh, to get it worked on. So um, that's really saying something to me. They had lots, lots of tire issues. At, uh, at Eldora. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Dale, I know it's, it's kind of low. It's kind of low hanging fruit sometimes to to gripe on the tires, and I and I understand that because it's a it's a consumable. It's it's a part that's always going to be there. But I will tell you this: as much as they cost, and the fact that materials are more available and the prices will not correct themselves, I I don't I don't feel like we should. As people that are involved in the industry, I don't feel like we should give an inch to Hoosier or to American Hoosier. So, right. Um, I think I think if they're going to continue to charge the prices that they charge, I think they should have zero grace. If you want my honest opinion with with where we're at with tires right now, right. What do we What do we get to see at Knoxville this weekend? Yeah, good, good, great, great question of the day, right there. You know. Oof, boy. Hey, Dale McDowell started 27th, and he ended up running third in the World 100. Yeah. How about that? That's insane. That, that, that guy's time, he's timeless, isn't he? Isn't he timeless? Uh, he, just, he, just, he doesn't race all the time, but when he shows up, he always seems like he factors. We won the topless 100 a couple weeks ago. Well, and not crazy only. how good. I mean, he, he won 100,000 earlier this year, too. Not, at, not, uh, not, at, at Tennessee. Not only that, but Tanner English, he started 25th, and he ended up running 5th as well. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a lot of movers and shakers. That's what's cool about late model racing and those long races. You know, you see a lot of people come and go. Uh, see how guys, you know, they set up for the short run or the long run, who pits for tires. There's a ton of strategy for sure. Uh, you I had think some... all in all, probably stuff you expect out of a 100-lap race. You had a few USMTS guys show up at Boone this past week. Zach Vanderbeek uh, looked like he had a pretty good run up there. A big night for uh, Tim Ward, the overall winner of the Super Nationals. Oh, yeah. Great. Dylan Thornton won the stock cars, too. So it just tickles me because the people that aren't in USMTS, they, you know, I've heard for years, all oh, they're just checkbook racers. And then, then they go into the biggest non-checkbook race and they still go find ways to win. It just amazes me. So, And by amaze me, it doesn't amaze me at all because the guys really are that good. And um, for Vanderbeek to do that was wild. Several of the other guys had good runs, too, um, in the Super Nationals. And, yes, MTS cars have had a lot of success over the years at, at Boone. So, uh, boy, they, they packed it out. Uh, racing in that genre looks looks really healthy. I mean, it's yeah. you can't argue with eight days of racing and over 1,000 cars. I mean, they're the, the literally the proof is in the pudding hey. um, with, with what they're doing. So it looked like a great event. Hey, well, they've got to figure it out on track prep up there. The, the racetrack is really great. It's even greater when the USMTS cars can go there and stand out, though. Yeah. Hey, hey, Trenton, did you know that I'm yeah. I, I'm talking to your girl, Heather? Uh, well, so you told me that last week, but I, I didn't know that before, no? Yeah, we, we've, no. Been, we've been communicating a little bit. Well, good, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I hope that's going well. Well, it, 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 it it's it's went pretty good to be honest with you. All right, you know, you know, you you can't hold animosity towards people for very long, right? Not forever. Not forever. I'm, as I've got as I've gotten older, I've tried to be be better at that. Hey, and, and listen, um, there there was a time when I had animosity towards racing dirt, and and I let that go as well. Sure. Well, why would yep. that, why would that be? Well, it it's just because uh, you know. Just why things happen, man. We 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 just hand. I don't hold a grudge. No, I don't hold a grudge very long. 
I get over things pretty well, quick. Well, that you do. That you do. Hey, uh, Trenton, I got. I hate to bring this subject up. Man, oh, he hates, do, he hates to do. He hates this. to do this. Bring this up. We're talking about the Chiefs yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, your ta- your take on what happened on Thursday night? Hold, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm throwing a football right now. Yeah, I just dropped another pass. Yep, just dropped another one. Tony Tony had bricks for hands that night, didn't he? Nobody could catch the ball. You know, and it's it's so bad too because you know everybody wanted to hate on him, and some of us right rightfully justified, but. That's the same cat that had returned the longest punt return in the history of the Super Bowl. That was a big reason we won the Super Bowl. So no doubt. I don't know, man. It's uh, I, I, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna give up on him. Are you? I'm not either. No. Uh-uh. So here's here's what's tough though. This this is why. At the end of the day, does it does it really matter if they lost that game or not? Pro- probably not. But with them taking seven teams now and with only one first round bye. You're on the AFC, which is much tougher than the NFC, although the 49ers looked unbelievable yesterday. So I don't want to slight them. Uh, you know, you're probably – your number one seed's probably going to go into that thing one, two, or three losses. You know, I, I don't think in the worst season I don't think you can lose – I don't even know that you can lose three games and get there. I don't know if three gets it done. So it's uh, not not good. And it's not good to be that close, especially on that – you know, when you just – they had it right there. I I don't know if you guys try. I was tracking the, the play-by-play with that game. I was, I actually, I went to, I went to Art Haynes's, uh facility and I, I helped him. You know, he did the pre and the post game, and I went and was I was kind of his on-site producer for him, and I was helping get stats and intel, and I was helping write scripts and things for the for the Chiefs Network for his part of it, and uh, so I was really dialed in with that. And the, the Chiefs had a win probability all the way till deep in the game. And, and ESPN puts that on a line graph. And if you look at it, I mean, the, the Chiefs had that thing in the bag until they didn't right at the end. And it's just so – it's a weird, that's a weird way they lost that game, too. And Patrick Mahomes played super, a great game. Super. I mean, even the interception he threw was super. a great throw. It got yeah. tipped. And yeah. I, I don't know how much more you could have expected out of Mahomes. So that's why that's why that was a super frustrating loss to be that close to have so many things going your way to really look like you're going to overcome Chris Jones and Kelsey not being in uniform, you know, to just come right down to the wire and lose it like that's tough. Hey Trenton, I don't know if you know this or not, but at the Kansas City Zoo, they've got a new aquarium down there. Did you know that? No, what's in it? So I like zoos, by the way. I'm I'm a I'm big big fan. I was addicted to Tiger King during COVID, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. Well, let me tell you, they got a new aquarium down there at the Kansas City Zoo, so you need to go down there and check it out. You know what? Uh, is there something particular that's in it that's that's crazy? What? Or is it just it's just a lot of, a lot of different species? Yeah, what's in that? There? What's in the aquarium? Fish. I just wonder if there was something in particular. <laughs> what kind of fish? All kinds of fish. What are we, what are we talking about? Like bass or? No, it's a, it's a shark. There's, uh, they, they've got sharks in there and everything. Okay, now, now I'm interested. There's sharks. An, yeah, there's yeah. Of course, there's giant sharks. Wow. It's a six hundred and fifty thousand gallon tank with eight thousand animals. Eight thousand animals. Look at Todd coming in. Thirty-four ha- habitats. It's right. called the Sobella 
Ocean Aquarium at the Kansas City Zoo. No, I'm interested. So now I'm it's not just called the that, Kansas City Zoo. Yeah, it's not just the Kansas City Zoo. It's called cool. the Kansas City Zoo and Aquarium. So I went and uh, I went and saw a couple of years ago the penguins at the zoo in St. Louis. That was really cool. That is cool. I've been there twice. Took, yep, took the kids cool. there to watch. Those penguins are very interactive. So here, so here in Springfield, we have what's called the Wonders of Wildlife, which is uh, been there too. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of like an, a safari, which consists of just mounted stuffed displays, and it's whatever. I, a lot of people are into it if you're into like trophy hunting and whatever. I could, I could take or leave mounts of dead animals. I don't really care about that so much. But they have an aquarium that's part of it too, so it's kind of half and half. And their Wonders of Wildlife Aquarium is out of this world cool. I, I went to so. the uh, the Dallas Aquarium in downtown Dallas, and 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 Deidre and I went to it, and it was amazing, just uh, uh, totally amazing to go in there and check out all those fish. So there's there's speaking two. of downtown Dallas, I, uh, I last time I was there, I checked out the uh, Texas Book Depository, and there's no way the shot came from. Uh, from oh oh like God, here we go. Yeah. Uh, hey, you need you you, you got to get into a little bit of an argument because Kirk believes yeah, but, that the shot came from the yeah Lee Harvey Oswald made those shots out of that not a, not there. a chance not a chance I stood right it's so not got, that far the to the street right as you think you can you can, you can only get you can only get your shoulder like right up to the wall right there and there's no way like when you're standing there looking at it you place yourself approximately a foot and a half to the left of where of where you can stand current day and the streets marked there's no way it came, it came from the wood fence. he he was a marksman it's Scott, he, made, he made the shots they found the rifle up there that they they did the ballistics test that those bullets came from from that gun hey listen scotty I, and I part company with you there scotty and kirk have been arguing about this for years haven't you yeah i mean Nobody can believe a, a guy, a loner like that. Some, some, uh, nobody could could pull that off. They just people can't believe no. it. I can't. I can't. I, so I was kind of, I was kind of on team not conspiracy until I went. And the worst thing for me personally was that I actually went and saw it. Hey, Lloyd just said I'm with Trenton. Oswald was the was just a fall guy. He was a patsy. Yeah, he called himself a patsy, Os- right? <laughs> uh, here's 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 what happened. Oswald owed somebody owed somebody some money. You're probably right. That's that's how that played out. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. that wanted Kennedy dead. That's for sure. That's uh, this join join us next week on this mostly motorsports <laughs> after dark segment where we uh, we we deep dive. Uh, uh, you're gonna get into it a little bit. Yeah, just that was that was my last that was my last wild trip to to Dallas downtown. It just sticks with me. I just think about all. I heard you say downtown Dallas. It just you trip my memory. You were so close to the aquarium, you didn't even know it. No, well, so I screwed. I screwed up not not taking that aquarium in. Man, it's funny. Well, it's been a few I love, years. I love. Uh, I love tropical fish and things. I, they're, it's kind of relaxing, honestly. Kind of, kind of soothing, peaceful to me. I, I, I like watching fish in a big aquarium like that. All right, Trenton. So you've got the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial coming up this weekend, and you've got some more racing at uh, at um, Clay County Fair Speedway. That that'll be yep. tomorrow night, and then 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you'll have the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial up on Racing Dirt, right? Yeah, I'm excited to uh, excited to have have that event for sure tomorrow night as well. So uh, we're uh, we're working in a partnership on that deal. So uh, they're going to they'll send us a stream on that one. There's a group that streams there at Clay County every week. So we figured we wouldn't go uh, messing their honey hole there. They do a good job. So appreciate those guys for uh, for helping us on that one and, and then the Hockett race this weekend. Yep, no doubt. Should, that, should be a uh, should be a good time. Is that flag stand up there at uh, the Clay County Fair the same location that it was last year? It seems like it kind of sticks out there. Man, I can't. In a dangerous position. I can't tell you. you. You know, one of the things I'm super excited about this weekend is our, our boy Tyler Rinkin, and I'm sure you guys, you follow him on social, have seen yep. some of the stuff, but he handles basically all of our creatives. You know, everything that's cinematic, documentary type stuff, that's all from the brain of Tyler Rinkin, and he has not been able to get to any AFCS race yet this year just because of his, his schedule. We've got him here and there hey, Kurt. all year, and uh, he's he's going to make the trip this week to be with us at Wheatland. So um, I'm doubly excited to showcase to the sprint car world what Rinkin's all about and show people what, what kind of content we can pull out. Hey, hey Kurt, Kurt, Kurt what, was that the, yes. the flag stand that was out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> Yeah, without a wall, without a fence in front of it? Yeah, it looks... Looks, it, uh, it, looks it's, vulnerable to it, me. It's really dangerous to be honest. I wouldn't with want you. to be the flagman standing up. On no top way, of that I would want to be the flagman there. No way. Yeah, I don't know. So I've, I've, I've not been. I've not been to Clay County. So I've been there. The, boys, it, the exit from Pitt Road is in between the front wall of the front straightaway and the grandstand. So they have they okay. they have the pit road that come out onto the racetrack. And then they have okay. the flag stand sitting out on the outer edge of the pit road, right over the race with track. no protection. Yeah, with no. Protection. Well, I think I, I think their fair is going on this week too. I believe. Yeah, I it, believe is. it is. Fair yeah. race. Why, Biggest county why fair in the country. Night. No doubt. Yeah. All right, Trenton. Thanks That's so cool. much for taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports, man. We appreciate it. The Jesse Hockett yeah. Daniel McMillan Memorial will be on Race and Dirt this weekend, as well as the ASCS. Uh, national tour at Clay County Fair Speedway. The most dangerous flag stand I've ever seen in my life. Well, maybe they've fixed it since then. I don't know. Hey, hey, wait till you see it, Trenton. Okay. All right. I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll peel my eyes tomorrow night and we'll, we'll let, you, let you know. We'll be watching. I, I have no I, idea. Yeah. All right, I buddy. I got no idea about it. I don't I don't have anything to offer you on that one. All right, we'll we'll talk to you next. Enjoy month. the zoo. We'll talk to you next Monday. Enjoy yeah. the zoo. Sounds great. You guys have a great week. Thank you. All right, buddy. There you have it, Trenton Barry from RacingDirt.com. Maybe we, they fixed do it. Do you want to take a break year. right now, Todd? Whatever you want to do. Let's let's do it. Let's take a break right now. I was going to say before we break, there is a possibility that they may have changed that since last year i've not seen a race since a year ago up there i'm 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 gonna go up and check on the uh the trailer today you got to get that ready to go you're heading down to wheatland wednesday they might have it done yeah already you're gonna try to head down that way with uh with the rv the new rv that we have yeah that we just purchased with the bunk beds in it you could sleep a whole crew in that thing. You could sleep a, a giant crew in that thing. 
No doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Parai Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at Nevada this weekend. We'll be back with more right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. When Steve died, the outpouring of love was amazing. These dollars had come together um, to support us, and we realized, no, we didn't want to use them for us. We wanted to use them to help others. The foundation has done so much for so many people. It helps any any family that has somebody, rather be a crew member or one of the drivers that get hurt, we can help them to get through the situation. I was injured in a non-wing sprint car accident that broke my neck and left me with a spinal cord injury. I was in the hospital eight months and that got really, really expensive. So having that extra help to help push me and my family forward was a big deal. Yes, Steve's death is 
the reason the foundation exists, but it's Steve's life and it's the lives of racers everywhere is the reason we're able to do the work we do. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply. And they'll be racing the uh, Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints down at Nevada this weekend. Lloyd, I'm going to kick you in the nuts when I see you. I'm just going to say, I'm going to give you a swift kick right in the old gonads. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna jam those He's testicles coming. up into your sternum. I don't know if you can kick that high, Scott. I can kick that high. <laughs> I promise you, I can kick that high. What do you think, Kurt? I don't think anything right now. I'm just listening. I, he said that I've said it 23 times so far today. I have not said it 23 times, Lloyd. <laughs> He said what? No doubt about it. <laughs> well, there's no I doubt about it. I haven't said it 23 times today. Kurt just said, well, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick you right in the balls. Oh, this is just so you know, Lloyd. When I show. see you next, I'm going to give you a nut shot. That's what I'm going to do. That's my favorite. Hey, I'm just listening. This is fascinating to me. So, Kirk, what do, what do we want to talk about to the end of the show? Let's let's talk about let's talk about the uh, Hall of Fame. Let's talk. Hold on a second. Go ahead. Go ahead and read that. Well, we've got the uh, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. That is open seven days a week. And by the way, this is a big week. For I love Hall it when you do the live reads. This Just is a so big you know. week. It's Knoxville late model week. And there's going to be a number of events that will be going on at the uh, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, even though it's late model week. <coughs> the uh, Williams Grove exhibit is still going on up there through the end of this month. And you can check that out. And while you're there... Make sure you get signed up for the the new Corvette for next year. Taking drawings for that and also the sprint car raffle that will be going on. They're not drawing for that this December, but next December, 2024. Uh, but you can sign up for that for the uh, 410 sprint car. Enter today at winasprintcar.com. Or uh, when you're up there at the Hall of Fame this week, and I'll I'll stop in there on Thursday, see Bob, see everything that's going on, and uh, check out the great. Uh, Why don't gift you just do the show up the there on Saturday morning? 
I need to do it from here because you're going to be in Wheatland this Saturday morning. So we both can't be out on remote the way we have everything set up here. So, no, I'll be here in studio this Saturday morning, and you'll be doing your thing from the Jesse Hockett-Daniel McMillan Memorial Race. Mm-hmm. We'll have it all covered because Ryan Raglan is going to be representing the racing boys up at Knoxville Friday and Saturday night. So he'll provide us all the sound from uh, Knoxville, and you'll be there in Wheatland taking care of business for the uh, Hockett McMillan Memorial Race. Are you going to go back up to Knoxville on Saturday night? No, I, I told you. I oh, have, you got that family I thing have going. I the Hall of Fame uh, <coughs> induction in Mount Air that I'm going to be attending on Saturday night. How so about no Bra- races on Saturday for me? Hey, let's get back into racing. How about Brady Bacon becoming the second all-time winner in USAC sprints with 52 wins? What do you think about that? Well, uh, let's let's talk about that here for just a little bit. Brady Bacon on Saturday night raced at Texarkana Speedway, but Matt Westfall was the big winner there. Uh, but uh, Brady Bacon is going for another championship this year, and despite his troubles on Saturday night, I think that uh, he will definitely be the man to beat as far as the championship again this year. He's been consistently good just about everywhere. Every once in a while, he runs into trouble, just like he did on Saturday night, but uh, most of the time, Brady Bacon is right in the mix, and he's been running very well lately, so I would still expect him to be the man to beat for the title. You know, I've been a little disappointed in Robert Ballou this year. He ran 14th that night. Uh, He's been running a lot better in some of the races uh, recently. Uh, If you look at his performances over the past uh, few races, uh, Robert Ballou has been steadily running up front, and I didn't see where he ended up on Saturday night. He ran 14th, Kirk. 14th. Uh, which results are you looking at? I'm looking at uh, the night that Brady won his 52nd race, and Robert Ballou ended up running 14th that night. And when was that race? I am confused. Matt Westfall you, you, won you, on Saturday night at Texarkana Speedway. 9-8-23, Kirk. 9-8-23. When Brady Bacon picked up his 52nd win. That was at Devil's Bowl Speedway. At Devil's Bowl. You're right. There's been so many races this weekend, it's hard to keep them all straight. Uh, yeah, that you're was, pretty good at keeping them all straight. Well, I had I, I did watch that Devil's Bowl race. That was the first time that Brady Bacon had won at Devil's Bowl in a non-wing car. And Robert Ballou ended 14th. Yeah, had Brady Bacon ever won in a wing car at Devil's Bowl Speedway? I'm not sure he'd even won in a wing car. That was his first ever win at Devil's Bowl Speedway. I I, I in don't a sprint car. I don't believe that. I don't believe that that is, was his first win down there. Brady Bacon was a pretty exceptional wing sprint car driver when he ran with the ASCS National Tour. But I don't think he had won a, uh, a wing race, according to the interview that I saw him give 
at the end of the night. He said it's finally great to win here at Devil's Bowl Speedway. We tried a long time in a in a wing car, couldn't get it done, but finally get it done now. Hmm. I so didn't. That was I, I a, didn't watch. That the, was a landmark historic watch, victory for. I, I didn't Brady watch Bacon. the post race interview. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a landmark win for uh, the Macho Man at Devil's Bowl Speedway. So back to the point, Robert Blue run fourteenth. But at times, Robert Blue has he started Robert Blue started third and ran fourteenth. Yeah. Okay. I was looking at Saturday night's results at Texarkana Speedway where Matt Westfall picked up the win. This would have been Thursday night at Devil's Bowl Speedway because Friday night they were rained out at Texarkana 67 Speedway. They were supposed to have two nights at Texarkana 67. Friday night rained out. Matt Westfall won on Saturday night. When they raced at Devil's Bowl was on Thursday night. Quick confusing everybody, Kirk. You're, well, twist- said, you're twisting it all up into knots. I said Friday night they ran at Devil's Bowl. It was actually Thursday night. So just wanted to, wanted to get that straight. Uh, Brady Bacon picks up the win over Jake Swanson. Kyle Cummins was third. Jaden Rogers fourth. And Justin Grant rounded out the top five. Tim Esteton. Esteton? How do you say that? Tim Estenson wins the 410 sprint car race at Shelby County Speedway in Harlan, Iowa on Saturday night. The Cyclone Classic, they had 410 sprint cars and 305s also on both Friday and Saturday night at the uh, Shelby County Speedway in Harlan, Iowa. They were supposed to race last night at Eagle Raceway, but it was canceled. Stu Snyder got some rain up there. Stu Snyder and Tyler Drukey were victorious in the IMCA Race Saver 305 sprints. Yes, sir. And the other winner in the 410 cars was Lachlan McHugh, who won on Friday night over Austin McCarl and Blake Hahn. Saturday night, it was Tim Estenson, Blake Hahn finishing second, Garrett Williamson third. That was qualifying. Sorry about that. It was Tim Estenson first, Lockie McHugh second, and Ayrton Jennison third. Blake Hahn fourth. Blake Hahn, the, uh, Blake Hahn qualified second. Yeah. I was looking at qualifying there earlier. So in the feature, Estenson, McHugh, Jennison, Hahn, and McCarl, the top five uh, in the feature event on Saturday night at Harlan, Iowa. Mm-hmm. How about... Uh... Tyler Courtney, he claims that uh, the prelim night at the uh, Port Royal All-Star. The Tuscarora, night before the Tuscarora 50. Right. The one night that they got in, uh, Tyler Courtney comes through with the feature win. And Buddy Kofoid picked up the win the following night. No, Buddy Kofoid won at at uh, Gold the Gold Cup. The World of Outlaws, yeah. The Gold Cup Friday night at. Silver Dollar Speedway. I, I had that written down there, the yeah. World of Outlaws. Yeah. yeah. So Friday night, it was Buddy Kofoid at Chico and Tyler Courtney at Port Royal Speedway. 
The one night that they got in at the Tuscarora 50, rained out on Saturday night. They tried to get get it in on Sunday, couldn't do that, so we wait on a makeup date for the Tuscarora 50. That's a bummer. That thing got rained out. So, uh, I hope they. What are you get, gonna do? I hope they make it up. I think they will. They just got to try to figure out a date to get it in. Hmm. As we said earlier in the show, the Nittany Showdown for the World of Outlaws is October 6th and 7th. Whether they would schedule a date around that weekend to finish that up, I don't know. But you getting into the time of the year where trying to reschedule makeup dates is pretty tough to do. Ricky Lewis picked up the NWRA win at uh, Valley Speedway. Did you hear that, Kirk? The John Helm Memorial Race mm-hmm. at Valley Speedway on Saturday night. Wyatt Burks comes in second in that feature race. Ricky Lewis. Uh, Corey Schutte was third. Right. Samuel Wagner fourth, and Wesley Smith rounded out the top five. Had a pretty good car count out at Valley Speedway on Saturday night. Josh Boyd, he picked up the EMOD victory as well, and the Valley Pure Stocks. Um, the A feature was Dylan Ruffley. How do you say that, Kurt? Do you see that? I'm not looking at it right now, so I can't. I can't tell you. R A F F U R T Y. Rafferty. Rafferty. Uh, Jeff Hayes wins the KKM Challenge $10,000 championship night at Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex on Saturday night. Uh, that was a big event. Because uh, the Bushes were there all weekend. Kyle Bush and his son, Bruxton, who won the junior sprints all three nights at Sweet Springs. How about that? Mm-hmm. Bruxton Bush. Saturday night, he starts on the pole and wins it. And Kyle Bush was in a in a race car out there at Sweet Springs have, over ha, the weekend. Have you heard the plan for Bruxton? What the plan is for him as a race car driver? Which is what? When he turns 16, his dad is going to semi-retire and let him run the truck series. And then his dad is going to run the big tracks in the truck series and try to win the championship. Because, you know, if if Kyle Busch wins the truck series championship, that will put him in elite company where he won the trucks, the Xfinity, and the Cup Series. And how old is Brixton Bush right now? I don't know how old he is, but he's getting older. But he's still young enough to run junior sprints. He runs a micro. Yeah. He doesn't run. He doesn't run junior sprints, Kurt. No, that's what he ran this weekend out at Sweet Springs, the junior sprint category. He did. That's what the weekend? Yes. Number 18, Brexton Bush starts on the pole and lead, I assume, all 20 laps of the A feature on Saturday night in the Toyota Racing Development A feature for the junior sprints. I didn't think he was running a junior sprint anymore. I'm not sure how old Brexton Bush is. Can you? Would you know, Todd? Well, let, let's just find out. Kirk, all you got to do is just go to your phone. 
He's eight. Uh, Jeff Hayes Bush? wins the uh, KKM Challenge feature, the $10,000. Gavin Miller, who was the feature winner on Friday night, finished second. Dylan Cadis was third. Ken Drake, fourth. And Austin Sanders was fifth. At Sweet Springs. So, pretty big weekend. KKM Challenge at Sweet Springs Motorsports Complex. Of course, this weekend, it's the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial Race. It kicks off on Thursday night down at Lucas Hole Speedway. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Split fields now. My favorite race of the year. Wing sprint cars. Different format this year to accommodate the rather large number of cars in both the wing and non-wing sprint cars. So uh, as we talked with Trent Berry a little bit earlier, you'll be able to watch that on RaceAndDirt.com. Also the late-modeled Knoxville Nationals. You can watch that on Flow this weekend. Lucas Oil Late Model Series will be in action This weekend, Jonathan Davenport is the defending winner of the late model Knoxville Nationals. Mike Marler will be there. He's a three-time champion of this race. And Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, the championship race up at Knoxville. I'm going to be pulling for Hudson O'Neill. Yeah. Mike Marler is pretty good up there. He's won three of them. Right. So two big events coming up this weekend. Yep. And uh, NASCAR down at Bristol. On the pavement. Concrete. Love it. Saturday night. Cup Series Friday night. The Xfinity Series will be in action. Might have to watch that a little bit on my TV. You and I have been to that race before together. Yep, no doubt. When was that? 2004 when Dale Jr. won. Right. That's, That's how long ago it's been. Since I've been there, you used to go all the time. I used to go there all the time with Chuck Crimidal. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at Nevada this weekend. For my buddy Todd Surprise, for my partner Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week right here on Mostly Motorsports. running industrial, farming equipment, or race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years.